This episode of the Beer Brawl is presented with no commercial interruption by simplybeer.com. Every day, baby, when the sun go down, I get with my friends and I begin to clown. I don't care what the people are thinking. I ain't drunk. I'm just drinking. But you're so high. Oh, man, you know I ain't high. But you're so high. I'll just take a little bit every now and then. Welcome to another Beer Brawl. I'm Peter Kennedy from SimplyBeer.com. Tonight we have Mark Jackson with us, as always, and uh, Corey Greenberg has stopped by to join us as well tonight. How you guys doing? Doing great. All right, so tonight we're doing North American versions of Belgian triple. So a little bit different uh, than what we've done before. Usually we just take a style. This time we're taking kind of a subset of a style, I would say. Um, we're going to start off with uh, the original Chimay, which is a, a real Trappist triple uh, from Belgium, just so we have a baseline uh, to test the rest of these beers by, and uh, quite frankly, it's just a good beer to drink. So, uh, we'll be looking at uh, seven other uh, American or Canadian versions of the Belgian triple, and coincidentally, they're all uh, from the East Coast, Northeast of the United States. We're uh, southeast of Canada, so uh, should be a good night tonight. All these beers are, uh, I think, are going to be pretty good. I like the one called Le, Le Fin du Monde. Yes, which which is uh, sounds very sexy. Yeah, from the Unibrew in uh, Quebec. Oh, okay, well, so we had we another had, Unibrew. Yes, we had their apple beer last week. Which That's right. Wasn't a big hit. It left but, a little bit to be desired. You know. Well, I, I've had that one before, and we'll. Uh, I think I gave that like I gave that like a seven and a half. I think I don't think I was very generous with my rating on that. No. So we're gonna start off with uh, Chimay tonight, and uh, let's pop that open, and I'll start talking about uh, what we can expect from uh, some of these beers tonight. And we have what four, four, five corked beers, including the one you're opening now. Right? Yep. Two, two, two. Uh, Bottle top beers and what's that one? With well, the we got we got a mystery one. The um, yeah. um, well, let me just run down through the beers that we're going to do tonight. We're going to do the Chimay White Label or the uh, Triple, um, the Allagash Triple. Oh, nice! nice. Um, the Flying Dog Kerbos, the Flying Fish American Triple, which is the one with the uh, unknown top on it. It's uh, covered in uh, lead. It looks like the Unibrew La Fin du Mode. Dumond, sorry. The Rock Art Golden Triple. The Sly Fox Incubus. Remember Ten. last week we had the Sly Fox yes. Raspberry Yes, ale. we did. And uh, Quite and then, raspberry. <laughs> and then closing off the night, we'll finish up with the Victory Golden Monkey. Looking forward to that. So uh, I've poured the uh, Chimay here into a tulip glass. Generally, I drink this in a, in a goblet, but my goblets are huge and since we're just tasting uh tulip so, glass will work fine so talk talk a little bit about the the character oh, cheers cheers a little bit of the characteristics of what we might be looking at here so these are belgian well this one here is a belgian triple and the rest of them will be belgian style triples um but they're going to be high in alcohol all of them are over eight and a half percent some of them will get up to 10 maybe 11 percent they're light colored beers just slightly darker than a pilsner for the most part golden amber color um, they're going to be sweet, coming from the malts. There might be um, a little bit of fruitiness, some spiciness, definitely a yeastiness, and you'll most likely get uh, strong alcohol flavors from a lot of these. So, mm, this smells good. 
Do they make a bad beer, Shimei? Not that I've had. I mean, every one is, is glorious. Yeah. So this is an actual Trappist ale. In order to be considered a Trappist ale, it has to be brewed by Trappist monks. And there's a whole, basically, law system about how a Trappist ale can be labeled a Trappist ale, um, including that it has to be brewed by Trappist monks and Trappist monastery. It can be not, it has to be not for profit. Mon the money has, some of the money has to be sent to charity. Um, the rest of it is used to support the monastery and the monks and the brewing and so forth. Um, and there's other laws that go, go into it as well, but there's only seven or eight Trappist breweries left in the world. And I mean, this one's been around since um, the 1850s, Chimay. Right. Some of them are, are, are longer, up to 300 years. But it's a quite an... It's quite a tasty beer. Yeah. I mean, it has, it has some of that spiciness to it. You can certainly taste the alcohol of this, there is no doubt. Yeah, this is, is an 8% beer. Uh -huh. uh, definitely, it's... We, we kind of glossed over the beer itself yeah. while we were talking about the, a little bit of history. But it's it's hazy, orange. It's got a great head. I mean, one of the big characteristics of these are, you know, the huge heads when you pour them. Um, and this, mine still has a little bit of head left on it here. You know, it is spicy, malty, yeah. yeasty. You can um, taste the uh, alcohol with it. There's not a huge hot bitterness to it, but it's definitely present. That's very good beer. It's got a real ale taste to it's it. It's got like a, almost like a mulled spice thing happening yep. as well. well what, what is that? The spice, yeah. The spice. I the hops. The, 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 the hops. It's like a mulled wine, kind of a really nice uh, kind of seasonal, if you will. Very different than the other Chimay's. It's delicious. Mm. Delicious beer. Yes. Very good. I can't believe how much they... Their Abbey must be like decked out in... in, in Sterling silver. I mean, <laughs> no. The, the I mean, they I mean, they they can't. Well, what they they can only use the profits from their beer to support the monastery, the process, and whatever's left over has to be donated. I mean, there there are really strict strict laws about this. I have a list of the laws. A brew a beer must be brewed within the walls of a Trappist abbey under the control of Trappist monks. The brewery, the choice of brewing, and the commercial orientations must depend on the monastic community. Um, the economic purpose of the brewery must be directed towards assistance and not towards financial profit. Hmm. So that's the uh, you know donation, uh, giving back. Boy, lucky recipients. Uh, they must sell a ton of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. But once again, I mean, these are monks. They're, yeah. you know, take vows of celibacy and poverty and, you know, yeah, they get sound. to drink good doesn't, beer. I don't know if it's <laughs> worth it just to have great beer to be a celibate and... Uh, Next up, we have the. Um, I don't even know where to go on a rating in that because I mean it's such a it's such a iconic beer that yeah. uh, you know it is what it is. But it's tough to say. I'm going to hold off on my rating for the time being. I'm just going to make a note to myself. But I'm anxious to uh, see how these other ones uh, interpret the uh, style. So the next one here is from Maine. It is the Allagash Triple Reserve. This is batch number one thirty one. Um, for those of you drinking your own, I've had batch 128. This one is 131. Um, I can't remember what I wrote about 128, but I remember it being a very good beer. Allagash. Nice. Also corked. Um, as you might have heard, it's fairly highly carbonated. 
Yeah, she's a little more golden, slightly more golden in the color than, than the Chimay. The Chimay was a touch more amber. You know, it had that little bit of a redness to it, I thought. So, so it has a huge head on it. Yes, it does. This here is, uh, like I said, it's from Maine. It's 9% uh, alcohol. Mmm. Smells really good. Yeah. Kind of fruity. Not not too spicy. Not spicy like the Chimay no, was. No, not as spicy as the Chimay. It definitely, there's a little bit of spice, kind of earthiness mixed into the fruit kind of aroma that it has. Yeah, big head. This is also, I believe, a bottle conditioned <coughs> beer. It's a little bit hazy, um, but it's it's it looks beautiful in the glass here. Quite a different taste in the Chimay. Yeah, it's a bit sharper on the tongue. It's got um, a little more sweetness. A little more sweetness. Um, it definitely uh, more of an effervescence on on the tongue, the, the carbonation. Mm -hmm. Definitely can taste uh, the alcohol with this one. It's not quite as smooth. No. It's a little bit, it, a lot of spice yeah. and alcohol to it, which you know, as far as a triple goes, is is really what it, it's supposed to be. I mean, it's supposed to have those characteristics to it. I think this one has legs. Yeah, you can see. Can it definitely has legs in the glass. can certainly stand on its own with no problem whatsoever. So traditionally, this is a, uh, a beer that accompanies what? Or, or would be drunk during, after a meal, with a meal? With a meal. With a meal. Uh, this here, you want to have something heavy with it, like a steak. Okay. I mean, really, I would drink, I would eat this, eat this. Yeah, you can, <laughs> these beers you can almost eat, but um, I would drink this beer with, a, with a, you know, a nice sirloin steak or something that's got some substance to it. The, um, we can never go by doing a, a brawl without commenting on the labels. So yes. The Chimay, as you might suspect, is just quite European bland, I might say. I mean, it's, it says yeah. what it is, and it's just plain, <laughs> very plain. Uh, no, we completely glossed over the Chimay bottle. Uh, well, kind of, you know, just a brown label, uh, very nondescript, and uh, basically it is what it is. The Allagash, uh, Similar in style, almost, you know, similar colors, uh, Belgian-style ale. Uh, I'll just read you a little bit of the uh, what they talk about here. Perfect as an aperitif. Or to toast a special occasion, our golden-colored triple reserve has a complex fruit and spice aroma. I definitely think it hits that mark. Complemented by a full palate with suggestions of honey. Yeah. I can see that. It's a little bit of, it's got some sweetness. I, I don't know if I'd say it honey, but more from uh, probably the candy sugar that they're using to make the beer. A long, warm, and soothing finish follows. I would agree. Yeah. This is, this is to me, cooler weather beer also. Yeah, but it's not, it's not a burning heat alcohol. No, no. It, it, it's, 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 um, it's a very pleasant alcohol finish. Yes. I get a little bit more of the, of the finish on this than I did on the Chimay. Yeah. I like um, it. It has more hops to it, I think, too. Could so be. it's got a little bit more of a bite, a bitterness bite to it that lingers a little bit longer uh, than the Chimay. And, and for my taste, I, I but the honey cuts I it. Like the, that. The, the, the hint of the honey cuts it a little bit. It's not. It's not an, an unpleasant taste at all. I don't, I don't taste that mulled spiced wine that I tasted in the Chimay though, very much at all. Do you? Um, different. I I don't know well, that. Less fruit yeah. in this one. I I. I taste like that's it's good me. I, it has a, a very fruity aroma <coughs> but they're not a, a, a fruit 
fruitish taste. That's what I'm going with taste. Too. Well, yeah. not like we got last week with the with the, <laughs> the fruit know, beers. With the yes. fruit beers, I mean, yeah. certainly. Um, this is this is much more. It's complex. It's a, it's a nice beer. I I really like this one. You know, so far we've had two, and, and it's two got, good beers. And it's got a lot of lacing. I mean, even yeah. the tiny bit we poured. I mean, it's stuck. Absolutely stuck to the glass. I really I really like that. Probably a huge head on there. What is the price on this beer? That. Um, I don't recall. I bought that several months ago. Um, these beers you can actually age a little bit. They're bottle conditioned, so you'll see there's a lot of yeast in the bottom, which will help keep the beer alive a little bit longer. Oh, yeah. And they're very high in alcohol content. So, th I mean, those two things together really help kind of preserve a beer okay. so they can sit for a little bit longer. If you were going to age a beer like this, would you keep it upright or would you lay it down like a bottle of wine? I, I keep it upright. Keep it yeah. upright. Yeah. They recommend, I think they yeah. have on the label. You don't want to wet the corks here. Yeah. You don't that, wet the corks? No, because it's carbonated. Gotcha. And then, and then it can become porous and gotcha. let the gas out. And you, you don't want that. Yeah, there's, there's little icons on the bottles actually to tell you storage yeah. and, and, and appropriate glassware for the beer. Okay. Yeah, you, uh, you want to keep it. Uh, you can see in my beer cellar here, um, everything's upright. Yes. You know, where my little wine rack over there is. <laughs> on its side. <laughs> so next, the Flying Dog Kerbos Triple. It's a wild, wild. As we Johnny Carson says, wild label. We wild did, on that one. <laughs> where we did the Pale Ales, we had the uh, Double Dog. Yeah. Uh, probably it was like two or three months ago. I like this. We have Flying Dog and then we have Flying Fish. Yes. Coming Lots out. of flying The dog stuff. and the fish. Now, if we had dogfish, we'd be uh, all. We'd well, have flying dog, flying flesh, and then we'd have dogfish. And so this one here is our only one in a 12-ounce bottle, and this one kind of walks in at uh, about 8.5% ABV. Not, it's not, not going to be heavy on the malt. It's it's only got 27 IBUs. Yeah, so not quite as much on the bubbles either coming up. No, from the, bottom the, of the, the glass. head is a little bit smaller, a lot yeah. smaller on this yeah. one. Am I crazy or am you I are smelling? You are crazy. You are crazy. Let's, folks out there in podcast land, you are crazy. Am I smelling a peanut buttery or a peanutty or a nutty scent? Uh, to me, it's peppery. Peppery? Yeah. Okay. Kind of, and fruity. Fruity, definitely. Yeah. I don't get the nuttiness. Right, I'm crazy. Sorry. Well, I said you were crazy. Everybody's got their own, uh, what they smell, what they taste. And when we talk about this all the time, yeah. you know, that's a great thing about beer. There's no wrong answer. What you taste is what you taste. Right. I mean, we're not wine snobs, you know. We're beer geeks, you know. We we like beer, and I like my beer. Mark likes his beer. You like your beer, yeah. and you know, if, there's if, no wrong way to taste. If this. we're using the Chimay as a baseline, this is a big departure, I think, from that baseline. Yeah, it's very it's very different. Yeah. You know. Okay, but then let's kind of try to keep it within. You know what the style of the beer should be. It's much less carbonated. Much less. Yeah, the the head on this is very small. Uh, and it's, it's very hazy. Um, I believe this is also bottle conditioned. It doesn't taste as overtly alcoholic as the other two beers. I mean, it's not a light. Beer, it's actually it in between the two. I mean, the Chimay was eight, and <clears throat> the Allagash was nine. I, I don't have any. Maybe a little bit of alcohol on the on the nose, but not much. Not much in the aftertaste. Mostly, either, it's which it's, I found it's kind of fruity and malty, yeah. a little bit of yeast, but it's not. See, I found on the last one on the Allagash, the the back taste, pleasant. I thought it was warming, but not as Peter said, objectionably so. Like you're not going to burn your throat. But it was you know, gold. It was I mean, really this, gold. Is, this to me is missing something. It's it's, it's very smooth. 
it doesn't have um, a high alcohol presence, which a lot of them do, and it's kind of distinctive for the style. Um, but it's also very fruity, mm-hmm. and you know, fruity is kind of an acceptable characteristic. But I think this one kind of goes a, a little bit past that, and you know, if that's their intent, then you know, great. You know, it's it's a good tasting beer, but if you start comparing it to the style, uh, then I think it's gone. A little off base from the style, you know, because it kind of got like um, a peach, yeah, fruity kind of taste to it. It, also, it doesn't taste as complex as the other two, nearly as complex to, to me. It's, it's not as malty. Yeah, I, I kind of look again, I, 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 a lot of beers that I drink, I look at them in three parts how it hits your tongue initially, kind of the middle, and then the hop bitterness on the, on the back side. And you know, I particularly like the hop bitterness on the back side. I've noticed that the beers you like, yeah, and you yeah. know, I, I've actually I didn't like it at first when I started drinking beers with you, but I've I've come around. You are you are correct in that. That that is a good indicator. It is, is it makes it a little bit more complex. And this one here is, it's it's using um, Kent Golding and Chazaz hops, um, but it's not they're not a lot. You know, it's only an IBU of twenty seven, which is moderately low. Um, so you're not going to get a huge hot presence in these beers, especially with the high alcohol content. Yeah, I think... And, I, and here, the label on this one. Well, <laughs> yeah. you got to love, you know... Well, here's the quote if, first. If, if anything from Flying Dog, I mean, these guys know how to do a label. Oh, they, they, yeah. they really... I, I love their labels, and, you know, their beers are great. You know, across the board, you know, their their beers are great. And, good, <laughs> good people drink good beer. Hunter S. Thompson, and they have a Hunter S. Thompson-esque label uh, with, uh, it looks like, looks like actually a three-headed dog. Right. If I can, the, if I can read this Kerbos. right. Kerbos. He's the guardian right. okay. uh, of the gates of hell. Yeah. There you go. Um, Kerberos. Kerberos? Kerberos. Now, I got, I got a description off of um, the Flying Dogs website, and they describe this beer as a sweet flavor with a dry and spicy finish. I think it's got two of the three. I'm not getting the spicy finish. Um, and I don't, I get the I don't sweet think it's flavor. dry enough either. I, I think it's fairly dry for you know for a beer. I mean, it's not that apple beer that we had last week, which was practically a champagne. Um, but uh, I, I'm not getting the spice on this one. Not bad. Not, I'm not overly impressed, but uh, I mean, it's a good I, effort. Uh, if, you, if you take the... I'm going to say one more thing about this beer. If you take this beer out of the style... And just drink it as a beer. This is a great beer. Yeah, little, it's really right. it's easy drinking. It's got lots of flavor to it. But when you start comparing it to the style of a Belgian triple, right? Uh, it's not, in in my opinion, it's not quite there. But it's a it's a good tasting beer. So if you were to rename this beer more appropriately, what would you how would you categorize it? I I wouldn't even know. You take it out of the triple category. You take triple off the label. Well, you might call it like um, a Belgian strong ale. Okay. Which is kind of like um, a de-, de facto category for whatever you can't fit into another Belgian style. Sure, sure. You know, so they have you know Belgian strong ale, Belgian strong dark ale. Um, you, you know, this might fit in there, or you may even call it an American strong ale since it's an American beer. You know, there's <laughs> yeah lots I'm, of places I, where it could go and um, triple. I, it does, I think. You know, in the loosest facet of the style, it does fit, but it, it doesn't really 
so far stack up with the other I mean, two you, that we've you had. Call, they call it a Belgian style. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a little loose with the term. I, mean, mm -hmm. I think it's a Well, stretch. actually, you know, um, it's, since it's an American company and it's an American beer, they can't call it a Belgian beer. Right. right. Well, it the, has to be called. Allagash also said Belgian style. Right. If it's not made in Belgium, it right. can't be a Belgian beer. Right. Right? Just like champagne or uh, whatever. Yeah, Volkswagens it's... are made in the United States and we call them German cars. But anyway, <laughs> no, just, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so. Okay. You know, the, the, the ATF will not approve a label um, that says Belgian beer if it's made by an American company. Uh, they just won't do it. It's like one of the basic it things. It violates the firearms rule of the ATF, actually, <laughs> that, that, that division. They have different divisions, I guess, for each thing. Or anyway, I thought, it's, one, I thought it was one ATF. Well, it is, but yeah. probably I, one you know, person I, handles alcohol, the other handles tobacco. It, yeah. it did actually, you know, for such a small head on this beer, it actually did lace pretty well. Yeah. Kind of surprisingly, uh, but it wasn't that thick, you know, huge head that we'd seen in the other beers, and which I think is typical for the style. Okay. I gotta say, it's a hell of an act to follow to follow the Chimay. I thought the Allagash followed the Chimay. I mean, it. I felt went pretty much toe to toe. I, I didn't feel like this one did. It's a good beer, but it's it's hard to follow those two. Yeah, yeah. And who knows how the rest of these are gonna do? I well, mean, hey, we got five right. to go, my friend. Look at this guy. <laughs> so, What's up with this? So this one here is the. Um, this is a new beer from uh, New Jersey, where we are. Really? Wow. This is a New Jersey beer. Uh, hey. From the Flying Fish Brewery. It's. Uh, they started a new big beer style within, um, you know, this brewery called the Exit Series. So if you're from New Jersey, the the, You'll get the biggest question is what, what exit? That's excellent. <laughs> um, so here we, we have we have two major roads in, in, that go north south: the New Jersey Turnpike and the Garden State Parkway. Right. So if someone asks, we're at Exit 148 off the Garden State Parkway. And we're not as close to the turnpike, but we could be exit, uh, what, 15W or something yeah. like that. Uh, but this is the exit four. And uh, apparently they have beer. They have plans to make um, beers for a bunch of the major... Ah, look, though. Yeah. Look what was hiding under there. So underneath this was a... <coughs> just a regular cap top. But still nicely carbonated. Mm. A little bit of that uh, gun smoke coming out the top. It's nice. All right, so here we go. We got the New Jersey beer, and I think this deserves a toast since we're in New Jersey. Absolutely. All right. Cheers to a New Jersey beer. It's a toxic One of the few of them. So this beer actually has a um, pretty good head on it. Uh, cloudy. Yeah. You know, a bit hazy, orange color. You know, definitely is what you'd expect. Thick head. Very thick head. Can I make a prediction? Predict away. <coughs> oh, amazing Kreskin. <laughs> I predict you, Peter Kennedy, are going to love this beer. I haven't had it. This is my first uh, time I'm, having this beer. I'm profiling this beer based <coughs> on what I know of you and the beers you like. And the beers you make that you like. Yeah. All right. And, this will, this will t and you'll tell me whether I'm crazy or not. <coughs> it has a very hoppy nose to it, which I'm very surprised at. Generally... Um, in a triple, the hop character is is there, but it's subtle. And maybe that's you know this label it says it's an American triple, so you know maybe they're kind of starting to integrate the uh, uh, you know the IPA big hop hop beers. But uh, hmm. 
I, you know, the, the aroma smells great, but it's not what I would expect from a triple. Take it at, on its own. It's just a beer that you're drinking. Well, you know what? You know, being from Jersey and being, you know, I have huge opinions on, on the, the legislation in New Jersey and the way they deal with the liquoring licensing and the breweries. I, I really, you know, want this to be a good beer. And I'll say that right up front. I want it to be a good beer, but so far it's just not hitting the style. But forget forget the style. Take a sip. Oh, I'm dealing with the aroma first. Right, right. Good aroma. It's it's very it's very IPA ish. One, right. Yeah. That's why I thought you would like it. You know, I love IPAs. I'm a huge hophead, but you know we're we're here judging on Belgians triples, and maybe this was a bad example to take. You know? I don't know. We got to give the homeboys a little bit of leeway. Here. It's 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 a good it's a good aroma. It's very citrusy, very hoppy. It even it's got a little bit of spice to it. I think there's more of a more of an alcohol taste in this one. A little bit more. This is very warming. But you know what? The funny thing is, the the flavor of the beer is very much what I would expect from a triple. That's from a Belgian triple. Hmm. The aroma is not. Yeah. Hmm. You know the the hot presence in here. Is very subtle. They must have. I wonder if they dry hopped this or something. Do you think that the um, hop, hop uh, is subtle on the taste of it? Is it's, it's very subtle. Hops, really? It's it's there, but it's not overwhelming like an IPA. Okay. You know, it doesn't dominate the beer. Here, it's it's a it's a profile of the beer. It's part of the the hops, the malt, the alcohol. They kind of blend together very nicely. But it's, it's the hoppiest of the beers that we've tasted. So far, yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm just trying to get my wrap around it a little bit. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's got me off, off pace here. I, I feel like it's its its, its own thing, and uh, I'm, well, I love it. Let's see. Let's, um, I mean, okay, we have, uh, this beer is from New Jersey, Cherry Hill, um, 9.7 ABV, so we're getting up there. Right. Mm-hmm. I have a little blurb here from their website. The uh, Exit Series, which is what this is. Of beers is a multi-year brewing experiment to brew a series of beers as diverse as the great state of New Jersey. These beers are in size, are big beers in size as well as flavors. They will celebrate each exit of the long state artery that connects us. It is, it's a big beer and it has got a lot of flavor. It's very complex. It, it's not like any Belgian triple I've had before. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if you agree with that. Mark, I, I but... do. Yes. I mean, I'm, just going back to the beginning again, and this is this this is off on its own pace somewhere again. You know, so it's I have to I, I give, give me just another little splash, just a little splash. I wanna I wanna just I, I'm I'm having knowledge. a hard time characterizing this beer. Yeah, it's really um, it's kind of an IPA. I thought it tasted much more like an IPA. It, it's it's it's, it's kind of a, a it's it it does have a lot of characteristics of the Belgian triple, but it's like. It's like this weird mix of a um, Northwestern American IPA and a Belgian triple. What are the characteristics that it has that are that are the triple characteristics? It's definitely got a, a little bit more of a alcohol taste. The hop profile on the flavor is not bitter, so it's it's a little bit more smooth. But it's definitely got a sweetness from the like a, from the candy sugar, um, and then from the IPA, it's got the the aroma of an American IPA. It's um, it's would a you, unique beer. Would you consider it kind of a nice hybrid, an interesting hybrid? Yes, this is definitely a, a, an interesting beer. I, I you know, 
I really like the flavor of it. It's not really quite fitting into the Belgian. I um, to, you know, yeah. one of the things that we do here is just try to see how the beer is rated against the style. You know, if you don't like the beer, you know, we did fruited beers last week, which, mm. as I've made very clear, I, I don't particularly like fruited beers, but we, we need to weigh it against what it's supposed to be. So it's hard when you think of. Sometimes I look at look at a brewery as kind of reinterpreting. Yeah. Now you can reinterpret, but keep the nuances I think intact, and and kind of add subtleties that that weren't in the original, but still, the essence of what the original was or is is still there. Right. Yeah. This particular beer doesn't do that. I don't think for me. Um, it, it ventures off, and it's a fine beer. I think it's a very tasty beer. But if you if if saying I want to get the essence of 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 a Belgium triple, this doesn't this to me doesn't exactly fit. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's a terrible beer or anything no, like that. I, no, I, I agree with you. I mean, and well, I saw just as another note, it's a great lacing on on the glass as well. So it, I'm finding this beer to be a a very good drinking beer. Oh, yeah. I, I really like the flavors and the tastes of it and so forth. You know, but it's not quite fitting into the Belgian triple category. <clears throat> and and quite frankly, I don't think it was intended to fit exactly into the category. Yeah, it's an American triple. Yeah. Does so it even it's, say it's, Belgian style? Does it even mention? Yeah, it does. Belgian style. All right. No. Okay. All right. Now we're going to go on to our only Canadian beer that we have. Ah. Um, all these beers I got from uh, the uh, Little Liquor Outlet in Booton again. Um, well, I was there uh, yesterday, and uh, I swear, I had my cart. I probably had 13 of these in the cart. <laughs> no, you didn't drink them in the cart, did you? No, no, I know. You just... And I'm like, uh, you know what? We can only pretty much do eight beers <laughs> think, well, without yeah, killing you know. ourselves. Eight's I mean, a lot. Especially when they're, you know, eight, nine, ten percent alcohol. So before you head out to Liquor Outlet or any other local neighborhood store, always check out Simply Beer yes. and uh, check out the ratings. Uh, very helpful. And uh, you know, if you're going out and on a bringing a special lady home, perhaps, and uh, some of these may not be appropriate for that. Some of them may. I don't know. But yeah. you'll certainly think you would adventure some spirit. Yes. If we do try to uh, be very objective on our ratings, um, don't pay too much attention to what other people say. No, I don't care what other people say. Exactly. You know, it's nice to see what other people say, but it doesn't base my opinions. Is there a is there a Robert Parker of beer? Yes, yes. it's called simplybeer.com. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but he is actually the simply beer of uh, wine. <laughs> there you go. All right, so here we have the uh, the Unibrew La Fin de Monde. All right, my French sucks <laughs> just as bad as my English. So, I can French kiss, but I can't speak French. <laughs> I can vouch for that. It's the, the latter, not the It's former. the Unibrew, which we've had wow. a couple of. Also got a big uh, pop on the cork here. Yeah, I tell you, when Corey mentioned uh, you know wine, it, it's extraordinary to me. And we've done almost what? We've how many podcasts have we done at this point? And you've, you've reviewed seven, at least 70 beers, over 70 beers? Yeah, in the last, on, on the last, beer. The last five months I've reviewed probably yeah. 70 beers. The world of beer, folks, is huge. And there's, there's really something for every palate. And unfortunately, a lot of Americans, I think, think of beer, you know, Budweiser and Coors and this and that. 
and very lackluster taste, no taste. Yeah. These are rich, rich, rich beers. Give you a lot Tons of Tons of different flavor yeah, profiles. Give you a I lot mean, of pleasure. If you cannot find a beer that you like to drink, there's then you haven't wrong. looked hard enough. There's some, right, exactly. <laughs> then there's something not, not, not working. All right, so this one is, is a much more typical triple. Mm-hmm. Very spicy, And look clean at the bubbles aroma. coming up on the bottom of the glass yes. on this one. Highly carbonated, oh, good head. Fruit. Really good fruit on this. Yes. I mean, you can smell the, the, like the cloves in here, the clove aroma. You're right, though. It's a really, really clean aroma. Yeah, Just... it's clean. This one here is from Quebec, like I said. 9% ABV. Yeah, this is, nice. this, is, this is the style. This falls squarely it's a great beer. within the style. Oh, man, I could drink this all night. Yeah, really that, that smooth. It's just smooth, it's like perfectly balanced. Like it hits, it hits you right up front with like the cloves and the pepperness, but then it has like this fruity taste that goes with it. The the alcohol, it's subtle bits of hop. Oh, it's just a completely well engineered beer. This is tastes great. I could see drinking this on the porch of the hotel. La Chateau Frontenac <laughs> in Quebec. But isn't Quebec it weird, though, that some of the beers we drink, we, we like, well, remember when we had the first sip of that uh, Salvatore, we were like, oh. oh. But but some of the beers we drink, you, you just instantly, it's like, oh, this is just it conjures without up, fault. Yeah. And then a lot of the beers we drink, we, we, we sort of have to think about them for a yeah, while. Well, you know. I mean, I, I think this is the best beer we've had all night. I'm... What do you think, huh? Yeah. So far. What do you think, huh? So far, well, I don't know. Not, not to I give don't anything know. away. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I love that Chimay a lot, but 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 this this is this is a, a faultless beer. Well, I really like this. It's getting a getting a nice uh, nose of uh, aroma. It's got spice. a nice carbonation to it too. Yeah, it does. It does. And I really like that. It kind of bubbles across your tongue. Do you remember if this is an expensive beer or a reasonable beer? Let me see. I got the. Uh, <laughs> it really seems to have just the right amount of alcohol in it too. It's, it's Let's great. see here. Uh, Dasani water. No, it's not. Right. <laughs> Uh, six ninety five. Hey, for this beer, that's bad. that's a bargain. Seven bucks, not bad, right? Works pretty well. It's a big bottle. Yeah, and we go back. You know, Mark likes to wow. give the the prices on on well, a lot of these it's beers. It's helpful, but we, yeah, you you know we're up here. You know, so the um the flying dog Kerbos that we had was eight twenty five for a four pack. So you got four twelve ounce bottles. Uh, let's see here the uh, Allagash and Exit Four. I have previously bought, but I think they're also within that same eight, yeah, nine dollar price range. I mean, you know, right away you're going to get up a little bit yeah. more in the money on this stuff. Yeah, um, and then the the Chimay was probably the most expensive one at ten fifty five. So Chimay tends to be a pricey beer. Yeah. Well, they got to import it, right? And, and it's made in an abbey, also. So I mean, <laughs> you've got to support those monks. Yeah, I mean, it's like giving <laughs> something in the collection plate every week. La fin de monde is the end of the world. That's what I said. The end of the world. I thought de, de monde was the world. Yeah. I didn't think it was. Yeah, I didn't think it was time. It was. What a great beer. Great label. Well, that's interesting that they named it that. Triple fermentation. Oh, uh, let's see. Bu, bu, bu. Not much not much uh, information on the label. I like that they give you they, they give you the warning against drinking it in a too narrow. That's what, it's one of the, one of the things I've noticed about the the Unibrew beers is that uh, they're very dry. The, you is know, it a dry beer? This is a very dry beer. Really? Um, not as dry. Basically as... to make a dry beer is that the yeast eats almost all the sugar. It's called attenuation. Okay. So the attenuation on this beer is very high. Which makes a dry beer because there's no more sugar left. 
So that sweetness of the sugar is pretty much gone. Hmm. Now that you mentioned it, it's not as sweet as some of the other ones. I, w I would no. not have noticed that, though. Hmm. So I'm in the quandary. I'm, I'm looking at my ratings, and I'm trying to <laughs> trying to figure this out, you know. When you get eight, everything kind of overlaps a little bit. and You know what? I th we're going to have a problem here, because so far, I don't think we've had a bad beer. Not No, certainly not. I mean, everyone... Not like... Yeah, I mean, we've had bad beers before, yeah. I mean, but nothing... nothing there's, you could put your hand on the, as I always say, put your hand yeah. on the handle of the cooler and pick out any of these. I mean, not, even not we did the Scottish ales, we had one. We, when we did the fruity yeah. beers, we had several. Yeah. All right. Okay. So moving on from this. Oh, you didn't get a chance to talk about the label, did you? Uh, there's not much to say. Yeah. It's a nice label. Uh, it's it's the end of the world as we know it. I'm the, not the even. Uh, I, I got to say, if if you if people listening to this are not familiar with the Unibrew labels, you got to check them out because some of them. Are really intense and just, you know, symbolic. This of one the is solid cool, beer. actually. This one's quite they're, cool. They're very, um, they're graphic. Not like the Flying Dog, which is kind of, you know, there's just so much going on in these labels. They're really cool to look at, especially when you see them all lined up together. <sighs> I have a pen in my hand and I have to write something, you know? Yeah. All right, so this is next one up is the Rock Art Extreme Golden Triple. This one here, this is the first time we've had a, uh, a rock art beer. And this one weighs in at uh, 8%. Rock art. Rock art. It's uh, from Vermont. Oh. <laughs> like it explains it. Is that like a velvet Elvis <laughs> painting or what, what is rock art? Yes. Or art like, like gravel in the shape of a... This one too is uh, fairly highly carbonated as you can see the uh, gun smoke coming out the top of the bottle as I like to call it. So it looks a, a little bit darker than a lot darker. Yeah. You know, it's got a real ruby yeah. color to it. Although it's got a very nice head. Much more on the red side. You know. So this one here is a they also say it's kissed with ginger. So it's got a little bit of ginger in the beer. So we'll see how that plays out. But there's a girl it's, it's, in my eighth grade class named Ginger. I actually kissed her too, so this should be very exciting. <laughs> This is much darker than I would expect yeah. from a triple. Um, it's supposed to be in a golden color, and this is kind of creeping into that cherry wood. Cloudy, color. but not, not a heck of a lot in the carbonation. That no, I can but see it's, got, it's got a nice head on it. Yeah. Fairly thick. It looks like it's got some pretty good lacing going on with it. It's got a nice flavor, a nice aroma to it. Another hoppy uh, hops? Hoppy, hoppy and orange. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very orange. I mean, that fruity really stands out in this beer. Maybe just a, just from the nose, maybe a touch too much fruit. I wonder if it's going to be really spicy with the ginger. Well, no, in a but second. The, fu the funny thing is, before I got before we got to know each other and you taught me how to drink beer, I never considered the disparity between the nose and the taste of the beer. That just wasn't even a metric. And now, every time I drink a beer... That's one of the things you have to consider. You, you should. And that's why, you know, if you don't pour your beer into a glass, you're, you're missing half the experience yeah. of drinking these, some of these beers. You're absolutely I mean, the correct. aroma on some of these beers is just intense or an experience in and of itself. No, you, I mean, you, drinking you, a beer from the bottle is great driving down the turnpike. Just kidding. Not serious. Not serious. I, I say back to back against. The last one, the end of the world, Le Fin du Monde. Yeah. Le Fin. Le Fin du Monde. Le Fin. 
The All right, French, this isn't French. a French lesson. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, back to back, it, it, it's it's it it comes up a little short. I really, think, this I particular so. one, I do. Yeah, definitely. Um, There's something in here. It's just it's just it's lacking a little it something. The ginger is very pronounced in this beer. Yeah, this fly. Uh, although it, it says it's subtle, but it's very pronounced in that fruity. Uh, spiciness. It's a rougher edged beer. It's not as refined. It definitely, I, you can taste the alcohol as well in it. Even though it's 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 eight percent, which is the same as the Chimay was, but it's it's a lot more pronounced in this beer. But it rolls over the tongue, gets to the back, goes down the throat, and it does nothing. Exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> it does nothing. Like where is it? I, I was just talking uh, um, a couple minutes ago about three parts of the tasting. Hmm. You got the initial taste. You got it kind of going through your mouth, and then you got it going down your throat. So you get three kind of stages of the taste of the beer. This one, it only has that back of the throat flavor to it, where it's got the yeah. um, the spice, the ginger, and the hops to it. But there's not there's nothing that catches the front of your tongue, right? You know, like the sweetness Pleasure or anything. Center. Yeah, there's no, there's no, not a lot of sweetness to this, yeah. and you yeah, know, it you might be it, good yeah. beer if it was like 150 yeah, degrees outside. But I, I don't want to sit back and say, oh, man, what a, you know, this really, oh. I, I gotta it give just him leaves me hanging. It doesn't, I, I, it doesn't you know do what? much. I agree. I agree. I got to give him credit, though. I, you know, as a home brewer, I don't think I would ever think of putting ginger in a beer. Really? To ginger me, that's a great just, spice. Yeah, ginger's a wonderful it's, it's, a, it's an overwhelming spice, in my opinion. Well, maybe they used a little bit too much in here. Um but I, I think the, the ginger works actually pretty nicely in this beer. Um, the, I think they used less of the spicy types of German hops um, and, and supplemented that with the ginger to give the spice. Isn't ginger beer? I thought the British drank a lot of ginger beer. I don't know. If you went to the Trappist monks and said, I'm going to put some ginger in the beer, they'd go, oh, ginger? <laughs> put all the ginger in no, my they, beer. They, they'd probably say, oh, ginger, Gilligan's Island. Because they're all well, they crazy. Well, they wouldn't say ginger. They've never been with a woman. That's all they get to watch is Gilligan's Island. They love ginger. It's a funny, it's a funny scene. They're probably the monks would like Marianne. <laughs> it's uh, a funny, it's just, just, just thinking about it is funny, but anyway. Uh, off the, I, off, I like to go and look at the websites, the beers that we're going to try beforehand. Mm -hmm. um, and so this one, I, I think it's kind of funny that they, um, their food pairing for this is uh, shrimp lo mein. Shrimp lo mein. Yeah, I mean, a, I mean... No, I don't think Can I so. Just say something? Wow, I, I just got a huge, you know, gush—not gush, but the the ginger just overwhelmed my nose for a second. Where are they out of Vermont? Real, real yeah, these are Vermont. Don't sell shrimp lo mein, huh? By and large, what's that? Shrimp lo mein is like not really a—that's about as Americanized of Chinese food as you can get. Yeah, it's yeah. In, also, yeah. I don't, I, can I just say one other thing? Of course. Like, you know, no, you're not allowed to speak. <laughs> well, you can, edit, you can always edit me out with it. I don't like beers that have the word extreme on the label. I find that cheesy in the extreme. Well, let's let Mark uh, discuss the label here. I, I'm sure he'll have something nice to say about it. Well, what they say, and I don't think this is true, by the way, after tasting your beer. This ain't for no mama's boy or daddy's girl. I, you know what? I think I'd have to agree with that. You think you agree with it? I'm not sure I do, but I'm not sure quite where they're heading on this anyway. But uh, even, uh, it, I don't know. Uh, they're implying they're implying that this like really rocks. Right. Extreme exactly. uh, for daddy's boy. Does it really rock? No. I don't think so. I don't think it In does my either. opinion, I don't think it does. 
you know, so I don't know. I mean, they're putting extreme on it. They're obviously going toward a certain category of buyer. And, um, well, you should talk. You should just pose. <laughs> a like, like you're holding up a fishing pole. Just talk to hey, <laughs> 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 What can I the tell you? The boy's having fun at the beer tasting. All right, just take a picture. A of golden hue and multi-body thinned a bit. Uh, it's a beer. very, I find this to be a very thin beer. Well, it's thinned yes. a bit. In the background is a light-handed kettle edition of fresh sliced ginger root. Entertaining suggestions, blah, blah, blah. Try an unusual food pairing, blah, yada. The ginger compliments the shrimp. Eh, they go into this stuff a little bit too much. I, I think they're trying a little bit too hard, and I don't think they were successful. That's what I was I, I think I, I think I have to agree with you. They're trying to be unique on this one. And okay. It's just... Uh, Whatever. Nice effort, but I, I think it fell <laughs> yeah. a little short. You, you know, you, you got to applaud them for at least, you know, trying to do something different. No, of course. You know? I mean, it, it's not It's not that it's a bad beer. It's just, it, it doesn't fit my taste buds. Mine, mine either. Mine either. So. All right, moving on. Uh, next up, we have the um, Sly Fox. Now, if you remember from last week, we did the... Uh, yes. Sly Fox Raspberry Ale, which I actually kind of liked, uh, <clears throat> but since you don't like raspberry jam, <coughs> I hate raspberry jam. <laughs> it didn't quite work for you. Uh, me, I, I tend to like raspberry jams, but I, from everything I've had from Sly Fox, um, I, I've had a couple of their beers at Andy's Corner Bar. Um, they definitely Where's make... That? Where is that again, Andy's? Uh, it's in Pagoda. Okay, Bogota, New Jersey. Bogota, yeah. We say Bogota. I mean, it might be Bogota someplace else, but it's Bogota here. Yes. <laughs> like everything else in New Jersey, we do it our own way. That's right. Uh, but th their beers are generally very complex. And this hails from where, Sly Fox? Um, they're from Pennsylvania. Great. A lot of Pennsy beers, boy, I'll tell yeah. you. You know what? Because Pennsylvania allows these breweries to go and do what they need oh, to do to is, make really you know new jersey we got 13 breweries in the state and like six of them are, are bars hmm. you know they can't even distribute their beers there well, you go come on okay yeah next Sorry. governor of new yeah. jersey whoever it may be chris christie or john corzine wake up you Smell know the beer don't get me started on new jersey no, i won't let's let's stay on time. all right chris so christie. we got we got sly fox here this one is our biggest one yet I have to keep Peter on this topic. He has to ramble. Ten point three percent ABV. This is our first one over ten. Oh, that one sounded like a wine like bottle, a, like a like a. <laughs> it did. Yeah, but it, you're right. When you think Whoa. about it, that, that one's quickly. Uh, that pop was much <laughs> higher in frequency than the other one. It's like this, a wet willy. If you look Whoa. at this, this beer is quickly foaming up over the top there. You hear that, poor folks? Hope that Mike picked it up. Now, what is Incubus? It's a band. Who I sleep with every. Who I sleep with every Is night. A band? <laughs> no, I, I'm not sure um, how this got its name. Uh, they didn't give. Cave. They didn't give any information on their website about like why they named purple it. Purple devilish kind of. No, no. Just it does say they only they only brew these things in batches of 666. It did say that though. Abbey style. <laughs> Good head. Nice carbonation. Not not as so much as some of the others, but not I bad. You know what? My, mine's got some pretty good lacing going on here. Um, it's a little bit. It's a lot clearer, although you can see the um, the particles in here. Uh, yes. The precipitate. You know, it is once again. I believe. I think everything we've had so far is a a bottle conditioned beer. And uh, you know, it's funny. Like well. these particles don't look. 
don't give it the same cloudiness. So no. Are they, would these be different particulates, let's say? I don't no. know, for lack of a better word. <clears throat> Let me ask you a question. You and Mark always talk about beers that have a kind of a bread mouthfeel. Yeah. Tell me if this has a bread mouthfeel. Well, we'll get to the bread of that in a second. Yeah, I know. But uh, the aroma, it's very Pleasant. sweet. Pleasant, sweet. It, it is sweet. It's, it's like candy-like almost. Oh, yeah, just from the nose, it's, I, I don't think it's going to fall it, into it's, the, it's the not, Chimay Al- not, Allagash category. It's not spicy. Or, or the uh, Le Fin. Le Fin. Le Fin. But, but to go along with what you're saying, the, the aroma is kind of bready and yeasty. Um, but also very sweet at the same time. Oh. I, I'm not picking up any uh, like spice to it. Much, that you much would... too sweet for my taste. Oh, yeah? Yeah, way. Wow. Out. Yeah. It is very sweet. Out of character for Very for out me. of character. I mean... It's like it didn't finish fermenting or something. No, I don't. Um, uh, we, we talked about attenuation uh, a couple minutes ago. And it's the amount of yeast, <clears throat> amount of sugar that the yeast eats. Um, and it kind of, if there's a lot of sugar left, you tend to get a sweeter beer. This is very sweet. So it's pulled out of the oven too quickly? It might have been. I don't know. Who knows? I, I don't know how they do their... They're brewing and so forth. But the mouthfeel, does it feel like it's a thicker beer? Like it does it, feel thicker. Bready? Is that what but, you guys mean by bready or bread-like? Um, usually it's more of a, a taste characteristic than a mouthfeel. Okay. Um, it tastes like um, like bread or biscuits. There's a different I mean, thing going on here, for, if, just from my observation. All right. All right. What's hanging in the beer, what's giving it, it and it's not exactly cloudy. It looks almost crystalline in a sense okay so what would be different in here what wow is, what's contributing to the sweetness you know what? this tastes like uh, for any of you wine drinkers out there this tastes like a dessert wine yeah, yeah it's, absolutely. it's very close to like absolutely um a like syrupy. a port it's almost syrupy yeah it, it tastes it has a lot of similar ca- taste characteristics to uh, as a port in, in a lighter version i, I don't it's it's very, very sweet. It's way different. And it, and it needs something to counteract the sweet in this, which I'm not getting. Yeah. You know, there's no spice. No, look, look to at the this. Sweet. Look at look, look at what's floating around in this beer. It looks different to me. I, right. I can't find the words to describe it. So but it, it, are those Skittles? Where are those? No, they're not Skittles. No, but I, you know what? I, I think just the act of um, actually tipping that bottle yeah. and pouring it. It stirred up all the sediment in right. the bottom of the bottle here. Sediment of what exactly? Though? It, it, it's, it's yeast and, and yeah. whatever is left. There might be bits of hops and grains and stuff that's left in there from, from making the wort. Um, and you get that sediment as, it set, as all those things settle down in the beer as it sits on the shelf. You get a layer of sediment. And yeah, lump. I know, but... All of these have it. As you pour the bottle, it tends to stir it up a little bit. And if the bottle had more than normal, you would get a lot of floating particulates around it, which is what we have. It looks, again, to me, it look, I would describe it as kind of like crystalline, in yeah. a sense, as, as opposed to a yeasty kind of a thing, which to me wouldn't reflect light anyway. You know what? I, I... So I don't know what that's all about. I don't like the label. And I got to tell you, yeah, I like labels, believe me. Yeah, it's to odd. me this is a little like this a, this is a little too too that, cutesy for me. The bachelor pad music was the big thing. It yeah, like pad. I oh, mean, no. you know, I don't know. You know, you'd have this sitting on the table. First of all, the incubus. Yeah. Uh, the name kind of turns me off. It's it's. I think it's beer for younger 
a younger crowd. Well, it's like, what is this, supposed to be apposent of beer or something? Beer, you know, it's it's kind of disappointing. I had... Um, uh, I, uh, I think it's very disappointing. I had the Sly Fox uh, Vice beer the other night, and uh, it was extremely good beer. All right. um, the one last week, the Raspberry Ale. I, I actually kind of enjoyed drinking it. You know, it tasted like raspberry jam, which I... Happen to like. I love raspberry. Jam. You don't like raspberry jam. So no, like you know, I tend to like that. Blackberry. Beyond the raspberry jam, it was peach. a fairly complex beer. But this is just—I mean, it's nowhere even close to the style of beer. It's an odd duck. Um, you know, you got a little bit of alcohol taste, but the sweetness is like—it's yeah. really like drinking a port. And you know, quite frankly, if I want to drink a port, I'm going to drink a port. Well, Mark always talks about. A lot of times, you'll say something like. I, this would be good with some salted nuts. Oh, yeah. Huh. I, I feel like I want some salted nuts just to get me back to normal. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, not with this. I would never do salted I, I, I nuts I think I tend to agree thing. with you. I wouldn't do salted yeah. yeah, It wouldn't work. So what about that label, Mark? Uh, you know, it, 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 it reaches a little bit out there too much to me. It says, A wondrous spirit haunts the night, seeking to reclaim a reputation sullied by ancient storytellers. That's such horseshit. Mysterious, intriguing, passionate, born to entice rather than prey upon... Our incubus is for those who dare to venture beyond the commonplace. But one of the interesting things about this beer is they, they use a different process than the rest of them do, right. which may attribute to the sweetness of here. They use inverted sugar. You look at me like, what's inverted sugar? Okay, so listen. <laughs> now, okay. So you, basically they take sugar yeah. and they split it down into its molecular components. Uh, <laughs> monomers, glucose... And fructose. And basically what... was the what first one? Sorry, what was the first one? Monomers. So basically what you're left with is something that's half the volume, but the same sweetness as um, a sucrose. So by the time you get the same volume, you get twice or three times the amount of sweetness. I'm glad you read that because this is what I've been saying. What I'm seeing floating around in here is a byproduct of like almost an incomplete fermentation. And when you said they put, they added the, what the hell, inverted sugar or something. It's like almost like a, a syrup sweetener. What I'm seeing in here is not what I would normally see in, in making up, let's say, the cloudiness of a beer, giving it some character. What I'm seeing here seems like a byproduct that really doesn't belong in the beer. So you're seeing de detritus rather than... Once again, you get somebody trying to do something different. Yeah. What I'm seeing in there is something that just has not blended well, or however you want to put it. It's just not. It's just not working <clears throat> for me. Okay. All right. So our last beer of the evening is from uh, Victory Brewing Company. Victory, right? They're also in Pennsylvania. Good some beers. I had their uh, hop wallop last night. Wow, what a good beer that was. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, this one will live up to it. This is the yeah before. Yeah. Yeah. A couple yeah, victories. Very good beers. I have uh, two of them right there on my yeah, shelf. Right. I got the Wild Devil and the Hop Devil. All right. So here we're drinking the uh, Golden Monkey Triple. I love that. Also a uh, corked bottle. A uh, really corked bottle. Yeah, a little hard to get out <laughs> of the bottle. Wow. A lot of fermentation going on there. <laughs> Ooh. They're foaming right out the top. That is a foamy beer. Head on that. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, really foaming up in the bottle here. It's got... A, in the bottle itself, it's probably got an inch and a half ahead. This bottle is a little bit darker than the rest of them. It's more the the, gla the color of the glass. Yeah, this is more like the uh, the uh, uni uh, 
Unibrew. Unibrew. Were you gonna say Unibomber? Yeah, yeah. No, the, I, was, the, no I wasn't gonna say Unibomber. They actually, yeah. the the bottle. It's, it's funny. Uh, all the bottles have different uh, a little shades bit different, of brown yeah. or yeah. amber. So this one is a. Uh, I don't think this is a bottle conditioned beer. I mean, this is a really clear beer. Nice carbonation, though. Yeah, you can see the bubbles coming up through the middle. Fairly decent head. Oh, boy, mm. Just a wonderful nose, yeah. Yeah. Touch of sweetness. Mm-hmm. This one here weighs in uh, 9.5. Respectfully. Definitely, definitely has a, a good smell to it. Kind of floral. And uh, I'm looking fruity. forward to drinking it, but just just on the. On the... I think we've had a couple tonight that we I can say we look forward to drinking. You know, me especially that um, Exit Four American Triple. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of smell like an IPA. Can't help what you are. I'm a hophead. No, you, know, you got me on there. I like. I love it too. Mm. I mean, the, <clears> this <throat> smells really good. This one here has a bready aroma to it. Yeah. You were asking about bready earlier. This one definitely has a bready and yeasty aroma to it. Smells good. I like it. Mm. A little bit thin, but it's wow. It's got a pretty intense um, alcohol heat to it. Yes, it does. It's very sweet. Not much. I, not much in the way of hops. Yeah. A lot of sweetness and fruitiness, and then the alcohol. This is um, definitely different from the rest of them. Yeah. A little something missing though. I'm not. I'm not quite sure what it is. It's a very sweet beer. Yeah. It's a little. Very sweet and fruity, and if it had more of a hot presence to it, I think it might balance out a little bit better. I think you're right. Um, because it's got a lot of sweetness and malt and, and, and alcohol, or, you know, uh, this, this heat to it, hmm. you know, and it needs some bitterness to kind of bring those items down a little bit, so you know, you're to balance pro. it. You're a pro and you're conscientious. The more we drink these beers and the more loopy I get, the quicker I am to either love a beer or want to pour it out and, and pour me some more La Fin de Monde, <laughs> which is what I just did. Right. But but I'm glad that you are here. I mean, you are, you know, the, the proprietor of uh, simplybeer.com. You want to parse the beers and you want to describe them and, and delineate them, which is good. That's your bent. Yeah. I just want to drink some beer that I like. Uh, you know what? We all want to drink beer. We yeah. want to like, yeah. and that's why we do this. You know, yeah. s there are certain styles of beer that I feel are appropriate for certain times of the year. Um, this one may not be appropriate for summer, but I wanted to do Belgian triples. So. Absolutely, <laughs> that's what we're doing on tonight. But you know, beyond that. You know, they all have different flavor characteristics. And I think if we can help describe what these are, you know, I think people can start making a choice on, on what they want to drink. Because, like I said, when I was at the liquor outlet in Bootin, there was 14, 15 different American, uh, not American, but Belgian triples. Some of them were actually Trappist triples. Some of them were Belgian triples. Some of them were American... <coughs> Belgian triples, um, but there's a lot of this style of beer out there, more so than I actually realized. Um, it's a very good style of beer. It's if you tough. want something that's got, you know, a lot of complexity and yeah. a lot of flavor and just, you know, packs a wallop. Yeah. You know, now rating, rating these things, rating these beers tonight, I, I found a little on the on the difficult side. Really? Well. In a sense, I mean, if you're going into the genre, 
you're looking to pay respect to the genre, okay? Triple, triple Belgian males. When someone veers off of that, you're kind of saying, you're, you're looking at it in relationship to what you think the classic style is. Mm -hmm. Now, I go to a restaurant, Italian restaurant, frequently, if not almost always, I order linguine with white clam sauce all the time. Really? And it's amazing how many different variations of linguine with white clam sauce there the, there is. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's the same thing like this. It's, 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 it's a little tough. Uh, you know, you, you don't want to, like, screw somebody for kind of, like, going uh, against the grain, yeah. so to speak. But yet you have to pay them due respect and say, hey, yeah. great effort. You know, uh, I, I think safely I can say that almost every one of these beers we've had tonight has been top-notch. I would buy again. I wouldn't kick any of them out of my uh, yeah. bed. Um, <laughs> you know, it was... You know, I think this is one of the first times where we've had, except when I think we did the Imperial IPAs, um, I think we found most of them to be really good. Um, I, I think we had the same thing uh, tonight as well. So, okay. That really finishes up all the beers for tonight. Corey, you want to give us your lowdown of it? Why don't we start from the worst start, to the start, best? We'll start, start from the, the, the least qualified to rate beers and then we'll, we'll wind up with you so this is the layman's this is the uneducated unwashed layman's rating. so why don't you start with the one you like the least i really did not like the incubus all right on, on any dimension on any level the uh the rock art again just to, I, I, you know I, I i i wouldn't buy that beer the flying dog yeah if we went to if we went back to a crawfish festival and it was either michelob amber bach or this, yeah, I would buy this. I, I think you'd have to have a hole in your head not to buy that. Yeah, yeah, those <laughs> right. You know what? I'd buy the Incubus <laughs> 10 out of 10 times over Michelob. I mean... I would drink my uh, own urine before I would drink Yeah. <laughs> no, just, well, actually, just you know what? I did right. drink the Michelob there. But you know and what? If, if I go to a, a, a festival and I'm yeah. only drinking one beer, yeah. there's something wrong. Yeah. Because I love beer. You're As right. you all know, I, I can drink a lot of so beer. So they had one beer at this festival? No, they had oh. Budweiser, Bud Light, Bud Light Lime, oh, and man. Michelob Amberbach. What a disservice and, to and the also, food and, and to the bureaufiles out uh, there. called uh, uh, Bacardi Silver, which I'm not even sure what that is. Yeah, I know what it is, but it's not beer. What is, so, what is that? So, so, so to say that. that you're going to drink the Flying Dog over those, I mean, I, you know, like Mark said, I think I'd drink my own piss. <laughs> I, I at least had the common time. decency since this is the podcast going out to the world. You know, people in China are probably listening to no, this. No, no, truth be told, I would drink I would drink Michelob Amberbach before I would drink my own urine. <laughs> Actually, you know what I did. So. Yeah, right, exactly. All right, all right. Yeah, okay. I didn't, I didn't see you queuing up to drink your own piss. You drank Michelob. At, I, by the way, at $5 a cup, I might add. So what's and and how many did I have? One. One. Beer right. brawl is getting out of hand. Okay, so after, after the flying dog... Uh, I liked the Victory um, Golden Monkey. It, not the best beer, clearly, the Brawl, but I, I liked it. I thought it was an interesting beer. Exit 4 is the, the you know, it's a dark horse. It, it doesn't really fit into this category, and I'm trying very hard not to like it just because it's a Jersey beer, but I really like this beer. I really like it on its own merits. Forget the fact that it's a, it, forget the triple in the title. I just, just approach it as, as its own thing. It's a beer. I really liked it a lot. 
The Allagash seem to be hewing much more to the traditional uh, uh, style as, I guess, the Chimay Ale delineated it or defined it. So, great, great beer. Very high quality. Le Fan de Mon. I mean, just this Le Fan de Mon. Canadian. Ugh, just a great tasting. And this was actually the only beer of the, the group I feel like I could drink several of these. Bono, by the way, and you, and, and you too drinks this beer. Does he really? Yeah. Okay. And okay. Then, and then, On and to then, the beer. So, 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 Levant, so I really, really liked it. Very easy drinking. Um, but I, I have to say that the, the gold standard, Chimay, just, just mm. definitely a cut above a super highly well-crafted beer. I can see that these people have been making beer for 4,000 years. And uh, <laughs> it's... Uh, but it, but it shows. It's, just, it's, it's a very rich, <laughs> character-filled 100, beer. 150. <laughs> worth every cent. Again, lives up to the Chimay name. Many years. But but I have to say, um, La Femme de Mon was a big surprise for you don't me. I have to say. I, I do have to say. It's okay. a big, it was a big surprise. And uh, I will buy La Femme de Mon again. I will, I will go spend my own money instead of leaching off Peter. There you go. Yeah, especially at, uh, what was it? Six ninety five. I mean, a, a deal. Well, that was a, a good. Steal. That was a good deal. Yeah. Hey, price, All right. Price is no object. Okay. Here we go. Uh, now, did you actually uh, give these ratings? Yeah. All right. Well, you said give them ratings well, on a scale see. of uh, zero to one hundred. Yes. We we we've now changed our ratings to. Uh, Why do you change the rating, by the way? You want to? You know what? Uh, I I think people just have an easier time understanding without decimal points. So nine point okay. three, ninety-three. Well, we got so somebody's just gonna understand ninety-three. You know, who so doesn't know beer? What's the scale? One to a hundred. One to a hundred. Okay, so here we go. Oh. Right. So a ninety, you know, nine point three or ninety-three would be the same to me, but you know, I think people just understand ninety-three a little bit more easier than having a decimal point in it. There seems to be a little less thinking that's involved. So I took copious notes here. All right, let's hear them. Uh, bringing up the uh, the end, Sly Fox Incubus. I gave that a score of eighty nine. To me, it barely made the category. Frankly, uh, I thought well, it was it was it was eighty nine, but it was at your low end of the scale. Eighty nine is a good grade. Though. It is a good grade. Like you know, and I, I think I, okay. I yeah for the most part agree with Mark. That, right. You know, these were good beers. It's tough. Okay. Yeah. What do you? These, these are. are it, it was it a C beer? I don't think it was a C beer. No. You know. So what's a C? Seventy. Right, whatever. All right. So I gave it an 89. Uh, barely made the category. I thought it was a little too sweet. And, and frankly, it, it seemed to me, as someone commented, to be kind of like a dessert beer. Uh, I, I wouldn't buy it again. Okay, moving up. I actually have two at 91. I have the Rock Art Golden Triple and also the Flying Dog. It's not Kerbos, actually. I think they said something else. Kerberos. It's Kerberos triple uh i both i gave them both 91s i guess i was missing a syllable in there <laughs> you were missing yeah i gave them both 91s i mean good solid brews uh if i saw them you know i probably would would buy them but i wouldn't go out of my way to buy them and uh yeah they were good i, I can't say much more about them 91 to me fair score that's the way i go with that uh Got a lot, uh, you know. There's many in the higher range here. Actually, the next on my on my list, 93. I actually gave a Chamay, the Chamay, a, a 93. Um, it's a classic. I mean, it's facile. It's classic. It's yeah. iconic. You know. I mean, it's hard to rate. So I I kind of scored some of the other ones a little bit higher because to me they were just a little bit edgier, so to speak, and I and I like that sense of of adventure in beer. So I gave them a little bit higher score, but certainly I, I think right on there. I mean, 
93 is respectable. Uh, you know, and I, and I tend to get a sense that it's, it's it's slightly more for a European palate. And I get these are broad saying American or European, but at least in my context of buying beer or tasting beer or drinking beer, I look for something just a little bit edgier. Chimay, great, excellent beer, but I want something just a little bit more. And there are plenty of choices out there. So my other choices. At 94, we have the Victory Golden Monkey. Uh, in my sense, once again, it seems to straddle the genre a little bit. It goes in and out of what m one might think of the typical, the typical triple Belgium. Okay, but again, a good solid reinterpretation. As with the Flying Fish American Triple Exit 4, I made a comment on both of these that I'd like to go back and taste them again, which to me is a good thing. You know, if you went to a restaurant once and you say, you know, I really liked it, the chef took some chances here, I kind of liked it, but I didn't like a little bit, but I'd be willing to give it a second try. With these two beers, the, the Flying Fish American Triple and the Victory Golden Monkey, absolutely. I would give them a second try. I thought they were good, solid, rocking beers. Go for them. Next, a high score and a little bit better than the Chimay. Again, the Allagash Triple. All right. A little bit more oomph to me. Just mm -hmm. something more happening there. In this case, and I can't read my own handwriting, but it's an American <laughs> sense. Well, I can read it. It says <laughs> an American sensibility kind of making the triple category its own, which I think is, is uh, great. Again, has its feet firmly planted in the genre, but yet adds a little bit something that I don't think it hurts it at all. It, it expands the concept just a little bit. I, I you know, I give it a 95. Last but wow. not least, we have uh, from our friends up there in Quebec, Canada, Le Fin du Monde. Right. Uh, I give it a 96. Classic style taste, and I think it actually one-ups the iconic Chimay. Firmly, firmly, firmly entrenched in the, in the Belgium triple. Great beer. Uh, to me, it's at the top of the class. And, the, and I would go with the Chimay next if you want the iconic beer. But again, I gave my ratings on the other ones. So here you go. Nice. Thanks, Mark. Very Pretty thoughtful. <clears throat> Very yes. thoughtfully. Well, this, this, this page helps. This paper helps. <laughs> yeah, now, now that I actually print out all the beers for Mark and he can write his notes. I like that. So for me, starting... At my least favorite of the eight was the Sly Fox Incubus, and that one I gave an 82. Ooh. I, I you know. Man, you low, bro. <laughs> this one just did not hit the style, even remotely. I mean, like I said, it tasted like a port. It was very sweet, overly sweet for my palate. And if I want to drink a port, I'm going to have a port. I'm going to have a Taylor Foggate and, you know, be done with it. I think it was a good try and doing something a little <laughs> bit different, and, and I truly appreciate that. But for me, this was just a B minus beer, you know, and an 82. Next up for me was the Rock Art Golden Triple, which I gave an 85. Um, I, I did like the ginger in it. I think it was a nice <laughs> replacement for um, the spicy hops that tend to be with this style of beer. Uh, but there's just something missing. I thought it was a little too thin, and it just wasn't my type of beer for whatever else we had tonight. Next after that is the uh, Flying Dog Kerberos. Uh, you know why I'm pronouncing it wrong, because I had it spelled wrong <laughs> no, on I my thought, notes. Yeah. All right, well, I thought so. But... I was missing an E here. That's why I... And an R. In an R, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought this was a great beer. I really liked it. Um, I gave it an 89. 
And if you're familiar with my ratings on Simply Beer, I'm very conservative with my ratings. Uh, um, I rate a lot of things in the 80s. I try to leave room for an exceptional beer when I find one. This was a very good beer, and I think I'd buy it again. <coughs> really? Um, wow. At an 89 in my book as a great rating. How um, much difference? I rated it 91. So if you look at it, how much difference between two points? It, it's tough. That's a tough it's call. It's tough, you know, and especially with all the beers that we had tonight, it, it, was, uh, it was really tough. Oh, you know what? I, I'm sorry. I went out of order. I, I missed one here. Sorry. Before the uh, Kerberos was the Victory Golden Monkey. Which I gave an 88. Really? Well, um, we're quite divergent on that. Yes. Um, I liked it, and I will probably buy it again. Uh, you know, every, anything probably over an 87 in my book, I'll buy again with my own money. This, I, I like the beer. You know, I thought it was above average, and kind of that's about it. So you're, yeah. not, you're not a Dudley Moore. You don't, you don't... No, I'll tell you something, though. I think, you know, a lot of times when I see a movie... Yes. I look at it and I say, you know, I have a certain ambivalence about the movie. What was the director saying? How was it filmed? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I feel sort of in the middle of the road about it initially. But often with the beauty of Netflix, not to give a plug, but they deserve it. They're a good, good company. Um, I go back and watch a movie a second time and I get a lot more out of it. So, you know, I agree with you in, in many respects, but I wrote, again, a, a note, another taste, again, Beer. I would go back you know to this that's and a, visit it's it again. a funny thing is that of this beer, of all the beers that we had tonight, this one is the one I remember the least. The mm. And it was actually the last one that we had. Gold Monkey? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so to me, that means that it wasn't a bad beer, but it wasn't an exceptional beer. Can I say something? I agree with you completely. I couldn't tell you what it tasted like. It's, it's definitely a drinkable beer. But it, it kind of fell in the middle of the road, so which is why I gave it an 88. Right. Um, and then the Flying Dog uh, Kerberos was an 89. After that, let me just make sure I'm going in the right order. <laughs> um, I had the Flying Fish American Triple at a 91. Um, for me, a 91 is an exceptional beer. Definitely worth buying. Um, I'd recommend it to anybody. Really like the hops that went with it, but it still kept to the style of the triple in the taste. So it's like they took a Belgian triple and they dry hopped it to give this an incredible aroma, which I, I really particularly like. After that, I had the Chimay White Label, which I gave a 93. You know, an incredible beer. What, what can you say? I mean, it is, you know, a Trappist Belgian triple. It's the original, it, or one, sorry, not the original, one of the original. Um, after that, um, for me was the Allagash Triple, which I gave a 94. Perfect example of the style. I mean. Alright, and so for at uh, my best one of the night, La Fin de Monde. Um, if I'm pronouncing that right. If I'm not, I apologize. La Fin de Monde. Alright, what'd you rate to, the beer? I, I gave it a 95. Okay. Um, on simplybeer.com, I don't think I've ever rated anything over a 96. Uh, so this is definitely one of the best beers I've had. It was exceptional. Surprisingly so, since the last one we tried wasn't all that memorable. Yeah. Did you, uh, did I, I think... I think Unibrew needs to stay away from the fruited beers well, and stick to what they're good at. 
which are the the Belgian, the the high octane beers. What well, what I I would add is this: if if we can find more of these beers, perhaps at you know the liquor outlet in Bootin, mm-hmm. if we can find if we can find more beers from that brewery, I certainly I would be anxious to. Uh, taste I think them. they have. A, I think they have. Eight or nine of them there. All right, I mean, let's rock. I think and roll. they pretty much have the whole. Um, let's rock and the roll. The whole lineup cool. from uh, Unibrew. Our ratings were actually, at least in sequence, yeah. were, were pretty pretty much on. Uh, the you know, I think we all agree that uh, La Fin de Moon. Oh yeah. Was the the rock star tonight, and uh, I think the dark horse, as Corey aptly described it, the uh, Flying Fish American Triple. You know, is a very good beer. I think that about does it for tonight. Yeah. Great, great brawl. So uh, you know. As I said, um, La Fin de Monde. So I'd like to thank uh, Mark Jackson and Corey Greenberg. Thank you for inviting for the me. hard work this uh, week. You'll see. Eight yeah. beers. Eight beers. Simplybeer.com goes to, to, you know, we go to any lengths to please. <laughs> yeah, all at 8% over. So uh, it was a good week. Also, I add content several times a week on simplybeer.com. So read and uh, please leave your comments. I appreciate them. I can also subscribe to Simply Beer podcast on itunes or follow simply beer on twitter username is simply beer and of course we have a facebook group which is also simply beer this is peter kennedy brewer and creator of simply beer saying good night and may our pint always be full cheers 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 i'll be back tomorrow night and drink some more i don't care what the people are thinking i ain't drunk I'm just drinking. But you're so high. Oh no, you the one drunk. Look at your eyes, man. But you're so high. Don't you tell my lady now. Well, I ain't here, but, but you're so high. four, five, six, eight.